0: This is Farm Next, and I am your host, Sarah Beth Aubrey, the author of Who's Running Your Farm Next? Five Steps to Develop and Coach Your Next Generation, and the founder of Elevate Ag, the peer innovation network. This is the podcast where we talk about in agriculture, what we don't often want to talk about in agriculture, the people side of the business, the challenges, the joys and the rewards of working with family and those around us in our communities in agriculture. But we're here to talk about how to make your future successful and how to have the creative conversations that get the job done to get us to the next generation. So now let's start the conversation. Welcome back to episode number 10 of the Farm Next podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Aubrey, and I am the founder of the new and growing and exploding Farm Next Facebook group. If you are not in that group, my gosh, get your tail in there. That is where the good free stuff happens, and it's happening this week. Yes, we're going to talk about it today. I am the founder also of Elevate Ag, the peer innovation network for agriculture and the author of Who's Running Your Farm Next? Five Steps to Develop and Coach Your Next Generation. So welcome, 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 welcome back. Hey, I'm still doing a batch here. Of a little recording on the podcast as I kick off the new year. It's still January and today it's sunny, so and I've got a set of beautiful fresh flowers on my desk. Thank you, Carrie. And I love that he does that. It makes me so happy to have something sitting there alive to look at in January. And I I also have a like a little uh, green room, let's call it, that's out off the side of our garage where I keep most of my summer plants and some basil so I can be eating that on my caprese salads all winter. And I go out there on Sunday, Sundays usually with coffee. And that's kind of my happy place because that green room is warm, even if it's cold outside because of all the sun. And I water my plants and I prune them and I talk to them. And it's just a really great thing. So in the winter, oh my gosh, if we can get sun In January, in the Midwest, and probably where some of you all live as well, it's a great thing, isn't it? So, but you know, January is also a really good month, even if there is some dreariness about it to certain parts of the country where many of us live and operate our farms. January is that month of renewal. And January is a great time to kick it off, to get started on some new stuff, you know, unless you're in the livestock business when and those of us in the livestock business are probably very busy. but if you're in some kind of the the crop side of the business, this is another great time to start new things, to rethink, rebuild, and maybe make some changes and some major league improvements and get that stage set up before you kick off another really busy production season. And that's what we're going to talk about today in the show. And welcome to episode ten. It's season two. Yes, I know. I'm so excited about having an, another season. Um, if you've liked the show, we're at our tenth episode. It's like an anniversary. And let me know. Leave a review. Uh, the show can be found. The podcast creator that I use is called Anchor. Uh, you can you can usually grab that app, and you can get them on there. But you can also get them on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And I know there's more because the podcast, um, you know, program that I use these in a lot of places so I need to look that up and see where else we can get the podcast but the majors and I didn't even realize spot if I had podcasts because I always listen to mine in my apple podcast app but they do so if you prefer that you can grab it there you definitely subscribe I'm sending these out to you all weekly now it's keeping me pretty busy but I do love doing them and I want the content to be useful to you so please give us your comments whether it's uh you know a review Or join us in the Farm Next Facebook group and let us know what you're needing there. There are some entry questions that you can answer. You also don't have to. But if you want to, to improve your experience, I'd love to hear what you have to say as far as what you are needing in terms of content, education, training, and tips, and maybe just talk around the issues of developing and coaching. Your next generation, and let's get right to that today. So I'm in the middle of a launch for a new program called Farm Lead. So this podcast is going to be a little short because we're crazy in the middle of that right now. And you're going to be seeing so much of me this week if you follow that. You're like, okay, this podcast can wait. <laughs> I've got so much. Um, that's what I want to talk about today is a concept I'm calling Farm Lead. So what, and and the show is really going to be about the concept of. What do young and new managers need and how and where do they get it? So the backstory with this is um, I've been in the ag consulting space directly with agribusiness, farms, um, you know, farm and rural boards for over 20 years. This year, starting on January 1st, was my six, is the beginning of my 16th year in business for myself. And one of the things that I kind of found a bit of a passion around it and, and putting programs around it this, this year, it was seeing a serious gap in the market, it was in convenient, available training, and just accountability for young managers. In agriculture, we have tended to do a really great and terrible thing. And that is, we get somebody in, they're young, they're ambitious, they're doing a good job, they've got an agronomy degree, they went and they've, you know, they've got some certifications and specialties at a trade school, they're working out perfect, they're really good in tech, they've got, you know, they're great in the livestock, they got their certified crop advisor, they whatever, they come back to the business, the farm, the ag service professional organization, and there's their expertise that I just mentioned, and we just go ahead and make them a manager. And it's like, drop mic, walk off. And these young folks don't know how to manage. And why should they? They haven't had to do that. In management and leading people and organizing meetings and planning um, people's operational budgets and planning people's career paths and dealing with conflict and communicating across generations, we've got four generations of work people working in ag right now, practically five, if you consider the 15 year old, great, great grandkid and the 90 some year old owner still, I mean, it's just a huge span. And we do this to our younger managers, so to speak, our young stars in ag, we get them home and we get them in the business and we slap them with having to run um, interference with the people that are twice their age and have worked for somebody else all their lives. And don't respect them or don't feel like they have to. And these young folks have a great skill set, but it doesn't include management. And I'm not saying that they are not capable, younger people, they are. But like anyone, we have to take some time to develop a skill and get better at it so we can be more effective. So that's what Farm Lead is. Farm Lead is a program for young managers and their bosses, which AKA could be their parents, in the case of the farms to help give them a chance to get super actionable skills. and I'm going to talk about the areas here in a second and what areas I think are important so that they can use these skills to get better and more effective and have less stress frankly in their jobs immediately and over the course of a few months and in a convenient time frame. So What are some of the areas where I think it's most important to build basic leadership and management skills when you take on a new role? This is for us at any age, right? It doesn't matter if you're brand new to your job or you're brand new to the industry. If you're being asked to lead people in or lead a group, this is in this new experience for you, it's new experience for you. Here are some of the areas that I see. Got my list here that are very, very important. And I'd like to encourage you to, you know, jot these down as you listen to the podcast. What are you, maybe even, you know, one of our exercises that we're going to do in the Farm Lead mini workshop is ask you to rate um, your current level of competence, of success, or just attention to these areas. And, I think you'll have some very eye-opening results. Now, some of these you might be doing okay. The others of them, you probably didn't do at all. And you're going, what the, wow, I, yeah, we don't do that at all. And I find that a lot. And I think that it's because let's face it, you know, it's different than how we were raised. It's different than how we were expected to lead. We were expected when we came into the business, perhaps just, you know, just get your work done. And that, work ethic is powerful and strong, and it's in the DNA of agriculture, and it is super valuable. But it is absolutely inadequate going forward. It's not good enough to lead a global organization, and yes, no matter how small you are, what you create is a global product, and you have global exposure through your community, through social media, you have to have a different set of attention paid to developing a leadership and smart mindset. And that's what I really think is one of those first gaps. So to me that's the first place to start as I'm and I'll run through these here some thoughts for your consideration in terms of where you actually rate for quality leadership and management in your business. And this is for you as an individual, if you're the young person in the business, or if you're the senior person in the business, you know, you're going to look at it differently, but you can absolutely evaluate it from your perspective and you should. So the first one is to get organized. What's the top priority issue? You know, where, where are the biggest gaps in terms of how your organization has looked at professional development? And, have you looked at professional development might even be the first one and for some of you it is that's not a a laughing matter that I laugh at you as they say it's with you because again if I had asked my dad about professional development what his professional development was for us kids you know back when we were growing up he would have laughed and probably you know gone to get some actual work done right but today again that's not the way that we can run future businesses so start by really taking a look now this list that we're going to run into real quick here may be some of the things that you can add to if you can't even think of anything on your own yet like well i don't know what my priority is because we just don't even do it that's possible for some of you that is worth mentioning but but let's look at some of these other things so other areas where i think young managers are going to need serious help are a here's a big 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 boy managing conflict um, this is an issue for a variety of reasons. One, if you're younger, managing conflict with people who are older than you have have more experience who maybe grew up watching you is really difficult. I mean, gosh, that's not And in this class, I'm not going to make it less of a factor. It's not going to go away. But we can make it something that you can get through that you can have a plan and that you can actually tackle in a sensible way, instead of ignoring it, which is what most of us do. So, how to get some simple tips on what are the better ways to manage conflict. And then, the other side of the equation for us as young managers, we've got two problems. One is those people who have been there for 30 years, they work for our dad and our grandpa, they don't give a crap what we know because they know more, and we got to now, and dad gave us the job of managing them. That sort of sucks, but you're going to have to get through it and figure it out if you're going to lead. That's A. The other managing conflict, though, is with your peers. Which one's harder? You know, we're going to talk about that in the family class during the live Q&A calls that we'll do. I'll raise that question. Which one of those do you think is more difficult? <laughs> it's probably a toss up because your peers that you hire, even if they're not a friend from high school or something like that, a person your age, it can have that sense of like buddy, buddy versus boss employee. That's not going to fly either. Even though you do want to get along with them and understand them as a person, there has to be that distinction there. If you've never built that before, how do you do it? We're going to talk about that, and I think that's an important piece. If you have not thought about that in your operation, begin to do so. Okay, what about um, job descriptions, roles in the business? Many farms are going to this now and for a really good reason because roles can be very specific today we have it's different than just in are as you get more diversified, it's going to have to be even better. But a lot of times, we do have we do this halfway, I've seen, and then we drop. So the job descriptions and roles piece is something that again, have you written one of these before? And what's the difference between a job description and a role? And why does it does that just splitting hairs? Or does that really matter? So I think that there's a really important rule for this and it's called structure. It's good structure makes for good experience. It doesn't mean that the structure is so formal that it's not flexible when we are in a seasonal business or we have something like livestock that has a lot of reaction to it. But structure allows people to have a process that makes sense, that they can use, that they can operate under, and it eliminates a lot of anger and confusion. So we're going to talk about job descriptions and roles and why the structure around those is important. Again, as I've asked you at the onset of this show today, have you been working on that? How would you rate yourself there? Okay. Performance metrics and reviews are kind of the other side of that same coin. And that one right there is exactly what I was just saying a second ago about how we sometimes, I'm seeing a lot of operations do a better job of job descriptions and roles partly because they have to, to onboard somebody, but doing a pretty poor job of the backside, which is performance metrics and reviews. And this is how people know what's going on. It's how you can clearly protect yourself as an operator, and I don't care what age you are, when you have a person who's got some things that you're gonna have to ask them to improve or you're gonna have to ask them to leave, by articulating those performance metrics, discussing those, that's a strong protection for you as an operator. But as an employee, it also helps them have a lot of clarity around, I didn't meet the expectation. I didn't even know I was missing. If you don't have those, that's not fair. And it's also going to create problems. How do you do these? Do they have to be complicated? Is that, you know, in the farm lead actual course, we'll have templates for this that you can take and rip right off the computer and print out or download and just give to people to fill out on the computer, however you want to do it. So But for us, again, here in the podcast, how would you rate yourself in this area for this year? Okay, what about meetings? And you're like, oh, gosh, that is like the bane of my existence. I hate meetings, right? If you hate gathering your employees together, it's a problem. (laughs) Now, listen, sometimes you do, okay? I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. You're like, if I had to have another darn meeting, I've really just got my, you know, I've got crap to do. However, There is a balance and you've got to find it and every operation has their own unique balance. There is not a formula that is a cookie cutter for this. However, there are a lot of good tools. You can get better and you can adjust and you should pay attention to this and improve it. And that's what I'd like you to take a look at rating right now is what's the status of our meetings? A, are we having them? B, are they successful? C, do I want to do them or do I dread them? D, uh, what's the feedback I'm getting from the people that are attending those with me, you know, rate yourself there. And in the group over in Farm Next, we can talk about w- how those are, ratings are coming and what we can do. There are some good models that I will apply in the Farm Lead group in the, pro- in the paid program that you can take in and modify. But probably the most important tip for the podcast, and when we and when in the mini course we'll talk about it too, is you have to have that regular contact If you don't, you're leaving yourself open to a lot of problems. Okay, so many other things here on the list, but a couple more before we close today's show is what about communicating across generations? And by this one, I give this speech a lot at events, and I bet I will continue to. Uh, I hone it all the time, but the message is always the same it's not about generational differences and you're going oh baloney it isn't okay there are differences in generations and we have to have a little bit of fun with that and there are really good speakers on the that can do all the you know analytics around well gen x is like this which is what i am and gen y is like this and baby boomers are all like this there's some really good speakers and data that do that i don't Here's what I do around the generations. I believe that we all have to do one thing, no matter how old or young, we've got to communicate our value. And communicating our value across generations is tricky because it's true. There are some differences. But if we cannot communicate our value effectively, I don't care what generation you are or what generation you're talking to. So how are you doing there? And how many generations are in your business? Or are your, you know, if you're in the ag services industry, not only in the company that you work for, but with the company that you're, you know, with the farmers that you're calling on, you're probably calling on at least three generations, I bet. Who's in charge? Do you know? How are you communicating that value that you are a good provider to that organization? This is a really important one. And getting better at communicating value is so important that we're gonna spend a full module on that in the full farm lead course, but for the purposes of the podcast, yet again, what would you do here? Um, How would you rate yourself at your ability to communicate effectively across generations and have different generations see a value in the work that you do? So one last area to rate as you look at the concept for today's podcast, which is how to become a better young manager. Or how to train a good young manager, if that is not you. The last one is, what's your next growth and professional development action? When we conclude the Farm Lead full course, so we won't spend time on this in the mini class, but in the full course, which will, so the full course will start January 21st. It's seven months of two times a month online programming, live. And... It'll conclude in July. And at the end, before we leave that class and that that current cohort, so the group that you're with, we're gonna ask you to put together a brief professional development plan for yourself. So TBA, that's coming if you're planning to sign up. Because if you don't have a professional growth plan in mind, you're really shortchanging your career, you're short-sighting your business that you work for, and you're, in my view, not being smart about the future and the sustainability because we cannot just sit around and say the same. And I'm, I'm totally practicing what I preach here. That's why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I'm putting programs out there to you virtually in addition to live. And we'll have a live workshop this year called farm next, the workshop that, but that's, and I'm excited about it. And we'll talk about it way, way later, like March. But the thing about it is, is that the farm next workshop is something I'm comfortable doing. I've taught tons of workshops. I love being in front of the room and teaching a workshop. I love the live interaction and that's because people are there and they're feeling it. However, we don't all have time for that. Some of you will join me in that, and that's going to be awesome. But some of you won't because you can't get away, and it's a physical limitation. So one of the things that from my professional development said, I've got to get to people who need the content, but i got to get it to them where they can get it. How? What's your professional development plan? You know, what do you need to do differently for your audience, which for you is probably a customer, or some employees, or the crop, or the product that you produce? What's your professional development plan to get better at that? And so, again, for today's podcast, how would you rate that now? You know, what um, what would you give yourself in terms of how much of that you're doing, or you're doing for the people that work for you? So, if you've got more questions around these uh, ideas than answers, (laughs) I think you're a really good candidate for the Farm Lead subscription-based program that's coming up. We will be opening that up for registration on January 6th. And you can take a sneak peek at this and get some really good tips, far more than we're doing here in the podcast, starting on January 6th at six o'clock Eastern, when we do the free mini course. And we're going to talk about the things that I just mentioned here in the podcast in a little bit more detail. And it'll be live. So there'll be some interaction, I hope and some fun. So come on over to that. It's in the farm next Facebook group. Join that if you can invite your friends to join too, or the people that you love that need this work. And I'm excited about what happens to your farm next. So I will see you there in the next few weeks. And one last thing before you go for the day, I want to personally invite you to come on over to the Farm Next Facebook community. Why would you join this? Well, this is a community of those of us in agriculture who are interested in developing and coaching the next generation of leaders. It's where things like this podcast, the live show that I do every Thursday with the free training on a topic, get their house. It's where they live. It's where you can always grab the extra uh, versions of those and where you can take advantage of the conversation and the community. We'll also be making you some really interesting offers in that group to take advantage of programs that may benefit you. And they will be exclusive right there in the group. So come on over, uh, look for Farm Next on Facebook and ask to join. I'll see you there.